Get ready for your daily dose of marketing strategies and tactics from entrepreneurs with the guile and experience to help you find success in any marketing capacity. You're listening to Marketing School with your instructors, Neil Patel and Eric Sue. All right, Marketing School listeners have a special message from our sponsor, DreamHost. If you want to rank higher on Google, you want to make sure your website loads super fast. Check out DreamHost. Not only is their solution super affordable, it'll make your website load faster and they have amazing tools and support for your business to ensure that you grow and succeed. Hello and welcome to another episode of Marketing School. I'm your host, Eric Sue, And I'm Neil Patel. And today we're going to talk about the seven deadly sins of marketing. Neil, what's sin number one? Sin number one? is buying paid links. So if you buy paid links, there's a lot of brokers out there like textingbrokers.com, etc. You can end up skyrocketing in rankings pretty fast. But what you'll find out is if you get caught for buying links, you will eventually get kicked out of Google or penalized and you won't get any search engine traffic. Google's a giant, right? They're pretty much the 800-pound gorilla. And they're the biggest by far from a traffic generation standpoint. So make sure you're not going and buying links to cheat the system. I've done it in the past too, and you do eventually get caught. I don't care who you are. It's just a question of time, and then once you get caught, you're going to be sad. Oh, let's let's talk about that a little bit. I mean, what's an example of like what happened once you got caught buying links? What what exactly happened? I remember I was ranking number one for the keyword of web hosting, and I paid a ton of people who are creating WordPress themes to just put my link in the footer. I skyrocketed to the top within like five, six months, something like that. I was making a ton of money off of affiliate hosting, right? Because I just have a list of like top 10 web hosts. And I pretty much got all my rankings knocked off and I didn't rank anymore. And then some of the guys underneath me, they're doing the same tactic too. They were ranking even after I got kicked off. And then I would say within like four months, they all got kicked off as well. Wow. So mistake number two or sin number two would be not optimizing your ads. So a lot of people, they'll set something, uh, they'll set up an AdWords campaign or a Facebook campaign and they'll just let it sit there. That's not how advertising works. You can't just set it and forget it. Um, Especially with Facebook, you have to continually monitor it uh, to see what's going on. You have to make optimizations. You know, um, is one ad performing better than the other? Are you constantly testing new ads? Um, you know, is the is the quality score or the relevance score uh, too high, too low? What is it exactly? Are there other ad formats that you could be using? So just a lot of stuff that you can be doing around the ads world. If you're going to be spending money, um, you better be putting your money to good use. So sin number two, not spending the time to optimize your ad. Ads can, you know, cost you in the long run. Sin number three is A-B testing incorrectly. And what I mean by this is your goals. So when you're doing an A-B test, there's a conversion point. What is the conversion point? A lead, someone signing up, a free trial. You're supposed to look at a full lifetime value of a customer. So when I do an A-B test, I don't just look to see if someone's signing up and how much revenue they generated. I look at the lifetime value. So sometimes I may get less signups in the front end and everyone would be like, oh, that test is losing. It's got half the amount of people that's signing up on the front end. But on the back end, if it's causing three times more people to convert from a free trial into a paid customer, I'm still making more money. Why wouldn't I choose the one that generates half the amount of signups on the front end, but generates three times more signups on the back end, right? So you need to optimize for total lifetime value of a customer or total revenue instead of just optimizing for a vanity metric like total front end signups or trials, right? Right. And sin number four would be not playing the long game. So you know, Neil creates a lot of content. I create a lot of content, but 
we didn't get there in a day. Uh, it takes a very long time to actually see great results. And I'll give you another example. My first podcast, Growth Everywhere. I mean, if I'm looking at the, the chart, the first year was literally flat. We weren't really getting much. And then in the past you know, year or two, that's where it really started to, to you know, the growth rates really started to, to stack on top of each other. So if you're doing any type of content at all, just understand that you're not going to see results for the tw- first 12 to 18 months. Similar with SEO too, it, it, it does take time to start to, uh, to, to get results. So you have to play the long game. You have to understand that you're building something for the long term. A lot of people, you know, especially when you receive uh, you know, funding um, or any type of financing at all, you have other people involved and they want to see stuff happen quickly. And um, you know, that, that does kind of influence where, you know, where you're going to take your business and you know, how your strategy um, you know, is going to move forward sometimes. So ideally, you know, in your mind, you're always thinking about playing the long game. You know, Neil and I just talked about you know, what we're planning to do with this podcast, and we, we're focused on the long-term value for everyone here. So you know, there's no immediate gratification that we're looking for. You can delay it a little bit, delay it you know, as long as you can. Sin number five is making your decisions purely based off of A-B tests. So with hellobar.com, one of our sites, if you look at it, the home page, and we just ended up flipping it. But if you look at the home page, we have it where you just put in your URL because that leads to the most amount of conversions and revenue. So we're just like, oh, we should just do that. But you know what? Most people go to Hello Bar and they have no clue what we do or what we offer. And it creates brand confusion. Sure, we have like little pages that we link to like use cases, etc. And we may email you to try to explain what the product does. But it creates a ton of brand confusion and it slowed down the growth from a perspective of people mentioning us in articles, linking to us. And we noticed a huge drop off since we have a simple homepage due to the fact that no one wants to mention Hello Bar in articles because they don't understand what we do anymore. When a random person goes to the site, they're like, what is this? Just enter your URL. It doesn't matter even if you have a strong heading. People want more than that. So don't just do what A-B test does. Like R said, hey, a simplest homepage causes the most amount of revenue. Well, revenue isn't everything, right? You don't want to have brand confusion. You don't want to slow down your potential and future growth as well. Sin number six is being schizophrenic with the test that you're running. So I'm literally talking about, oh, you know, you spend money for one or two days and you see something not working, you shut it off. And, and, you know, two days later, you decide to turn it back on. And then a day later, you turn it off. I like to use the analogy that success is like a sphere, right? You have a sphere and then on the edges, you know, that's success everywhere, right? But if you keep moving around, you keep shutting things off, you're going in different directions, you're never going to get to the edge. You're never going to reach the success. You know, you have to be willing to stomach the, the pain that you have to go through to, you know, collect the data to, to make a test work. Um, you know, granted, that doesn't mean, you know, spend a couple thousand dollars just, you know, uh, aimlessly. But if you do start to see some type of traction, you have to let it sit there for a while. You have to understand that's how ads work. And you also understand, like, what's content in SEO, you have to understand that that takes time too. So, you know, that's, that's the thing. You can't be schizophrenic. You can't, um, you know, try to expect, you know, results very quickly, even though paid advertising will get you results faster than like SEO or content. Um, still, you have to, you know, let it run its course. Sin number seven, this is a basic one. I probably should have covered this one first, is starting to do any type of marketing without the proper tracking. Most people are like, yeah, I got proper tracking. I have Google Analytics set up. But is it accurate? Is it actually tracking all your goals, your revenue? Do you know when you write a blog post, which blog posts don't just drive traffic, but which blog posts actually generate paid signups or sales versus which ones don't generate sales, right? If you don't have all these tracking elements in place, you're just going to be dumping marketing dollars into areas that won't be producing ROI. All right. And that's it for this episode of Marketing School. We'll see you tomorrow. This session of Marketing School has come to a close. Be sure to subscribe for more daily marketing strategies and tactics to help you find the success you've always dreamed of. 
And don't forget to rate and review so we can continue to bring you the best daily content possible. We'll see you in class tomorrow right here on Marketing School.